Well, number one, I think most people in this country are stupid, Chad. If you're not yeah. voting for Trump, you're voting for Biden, period. If we, like I said, if we get eight years of Gavin Newsom, man, America's going to look like California and you don't want it. You have to laugh at this thing. I mean, from Senate staffers getting, you know, in the Senate hearing room to Joe Biden doesn't know what planet he's on to, to you know, the Russians are putting nuclear satellites above us. I'm like, you have to laugh at this point. I mean, if you see the big mushroom cloud, run towards it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. I'm excited today for a lot of reasons. Um, not the least of which, uh, my guest, I arguably one of the best guests I've ever had. And uh, we'll see how he does today. We'll see. He's on a performance <laughs> track. We'll see how he does. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that the audio-only podcast on Monday and Wednesday, those are exciting. I'm having a good time with that. If you want to get your news really fast, really quick, to the point, that's what we're calling it, to the point episodes, I'm going to spend 20, 25 minutes with you just going over the headlines, giving you my take. Uh, you will not walk away wiser, but you will be entertained by what I have to say about the stupidity in our world. So you got to get them wherever podcasts are offered. And while you're there, I'd appreciate it if you leave me a five-star rating and a good review. Leave me a bad review. I really don't care. Just leave a review, okay? It helps us. But uh, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm proud of you. Drop me an email at uh, chad at thechadpraythershow.com. We've got an episode coming up. We're going to get into some of those emails, the down, the dirty, the ugly, the gritty. Uh, I got a conversation I want to have here, uh, and I don't want to waste any more time. My good friend, retired Lieutenant Colonel Air Force Buzz Patterson, Robert Buzz Patterson, back on the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, Chad. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Uh, once again, condolences to the recent loss of your mother. Thank you. Uh, the uh, it's it's hard. I know that you you've lost both parents in the last year or so, and, uh, and you know they were ready. I know, but it's never easy, man. So my condolences. No, it's not. It's there. been it's been tough, but uh, thank you very much for that. It means a lot. Uh, she's with my dad now, reunited. So I'm I'm happy for both of them. Well, I'll tell you, I want to get into a couple of different things with you. I said it earlier to you that I've been laughing my ass off uh, at your Twitter X feed, whatever we call it now, because I, I don't know who pissed you off, but <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact, Buzz, that you don't pull any punches. Like, you you just go at it. You don't care who likes you or or whatever. And I'm sort of that way, and so I just really love the, the I think the kids are calling it based takes uh, yeah. that we're doing. And so... I love that. You inspire me in regards to that. I find myself going through your feed, and I just click like, like, like. And I said, Buzz is going to think I'm stalking him uh, <laughs> because I'm just liking everything you're saying. But it, it, so just let's, for the sake of a little redundancy, because it wasn't long ago you were on the show, and the feedback was so good from that conversation. You're a fighter pilot, uh, and you are also a commercial pilot with Delta. Um, retired Air Force, as I said, Lieutenant Colonel. And one of the big claim to fames is you carried the nuclear football for Bill Clinton. And I want to talk about some of your stories because you, you've told some stories recently that I had not heard. <laughs> of course, you wrote a book a few years ago called Dereliction of Duty. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into some of what's going on right now in our world, okay? Um, and I want to let you talk. Are you paying attention at all to this John Oliver thing? 
you know, John Oliver is, is a British late night TV host. He offered Clarence Thomas a motorhome and a million dollars a year for the rest of his life. It was the rest of his life for 20 years, something like that, if he would retire from the Supreme Court in the next 30 days. So, I mean, this is some kind of step and fetch kind of BS, if you ask me. Yeah. For a white British guy to tell a black Supreme Court justice of the United States that if you'll retire, I'll pay you. What are your thoughts on that debacle? Well, I think I put this on Twitter yesterday or X or whatever the hell we're calling it now. But I put, think I put on this yesterday. You know, what John Oliver did, in my mind, is borderline racist. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's an attempt to bribe a U.S. Supreme Court justice. You know, I, I don't, it was probably a great gimmick in the writing room. Uh, I think it went a little too far. I mean, I think Clarence Thomas is a class act and, uh, and, and he scares the hell out of the liberals because they know how he's going to vote. So I thought it was a stunt. Uh, again, I thought here's a British white guy. I'm not even sure if he's an American citizen. I don't, I don't know, but I know he's from Britain and here he is trying to, trying to bribe a sitting Supreme court justice. So, I mean, the left knows no bounds, Chad. You know, we've talked about they, this before. Yeah. They don't know any bounds, and they have no self-awareness. I did a story a couple of years ago, and I wish I could remember all of the details, but when John Oliver and his wife bought a, a penthouse apartment in Manhattan, I want to say it was like a, a $9 million, could have been more, $9 million uh, penthouse apartment. They actually used a tax loophole that was created by Donald Trump in order to get around a lot of the requirements in order to own that and to buy that. I find that hypocrisy astounding yeah. to be that, – that just tells me that these guys, it's rules for thee, not for me. We're going to do whatever we want to do in an elitist mindset, but then we're going to play political BS games and and you know offer the Supreme Court justice a million dollars a year, and yeah. I think Clarence Clarence Thomas goes back to the way he was treated during his hearings, specifically by Joe Biden. Uh, you talk about racist um, yeah. and and just condescending in the way that he was treated. So who knew Clarence Thomas was going to be so based, right? Uh, but here he is. Yeah, I think he's our most uh, based uh, Supreme Court guy. And, you know, he's the only black guy on the Supreme Court. I mean, we got Katanjay Jackson Brown, if that's, <laughs> a, if that's our name properly. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's been, a, he's been a bulwark for conservative causes since you know, he was uh, taken on the court back in the early 1990s, you know, during yeah. all the, uh, uh, the Anita Hill crap. And, and Joe Biden really mistreated him in those hearings. I remember those distinctly. Yeah, uh, watching him, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's solid as he could come, and you know, I hope he's not. In, I hope he's not enticed to take this. I don't think he will be because I think we need him. Surely, surely he laughs at that. Surely yeah. he's he mocks it. Um, yeah. You do I a hope. good job. You know, speaking of mocking and ridiculing, that's one of the things that I love about the way you communicate. Is I'm of the opinion that the left is so ludicrous that we have to mock them. We, yeah. we have to ridicule them and show them how stupid. When you read something, you read a news article or a headline or something, and it just, it just you know, kind of crosses you. Uh, it, does it piss you off or do you find humor in it? Uh, normally, with my sick personality, I, I see both. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I do get fairly pissed off. Uh, 
and the older I get, the more pissed off I get. I think, you know, it's probably, I was a lot more even keeled, you know, 10, 15 years ago than I am now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, most of the stuff you see, especially on Twitter, on, on X, most of the stuff you see is just, from the left is just inane BS, you know, yeah. and it's, it's not hard to shoot that stuff down. And if you, if you try to counter them with, with an actual factual argument, which I'll do from time to time, uh, they can't, they can't, they can't handle it. It's because they're all emotion based, and then they'll immediately block you, and then, then I just move on to the next guy. So you know, or girl. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I read it, and I'm 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 educated by a lot of it. Uh, a lot of it makes me laugh out loud. Uh, I mean, the internet's a wonderful thing. You know, we, there's some creative people on this globe, and yeah. uh, you know. Um, so I laugh at a lot of the stuff. I make fun of a lot of the stuff. And then a lot of stuff just really gets to my core, you know, and uh, trying to, and I know you're doing the same, just trying to save our nation from, you know, another four years of uh, Captain Applesauce. You know, I, I, we, uh, we got to move on from that guy. And try, and I, I believe, honestly and sincerely, that Trump's the guy to do it. And, right. I, I, and I hope and I pray that that happens. But, uh, you know, if we got four more years of this oaf, I'm not sure where we're going to be, Chad. You know, I mean, I don't, I, a, I don't think he can make it. I don't think he can make it to November, personally. I, I he, agree. I, I'm pretty damn sure he can't make it four more years. Um, so let's find somebody that can get in there and do the job. And I think that's, and I think that's Trump. God, that that evokes so many questions in me for you. I can see I, when I think about you, Buzz. You talk about being even keel, like you had to be. You carried the nuclear football. You lived in the White House under Bill Clinton. So, so these days. Uh, I don't. I, I'm. I think you told me that your your non disclosure agreement had to be, you know, encyclopedia thick. But these days, now that you can kind of talk a little bit, you got to be more pin up than a you know a sailor on shore leave of wanting to get some of this stuff out of you. And I think that tends to be that way. When you look at Joe Biden and knowing the White House the way that you do, how, how do you how do you think those guys that work there and live there and protect him? They gotta just be shaking their heads, right? Well, I, I just can't imagine. I thought it was bad because my worked in the Clinton White House. So Bill Clinton and and I, we talked about this earlier, Chad. You know, I had an office in a bedroom in the White House, and I was around Clinton twenty four seven three sixty five for two years. And I thought Clinton was bad and, and suspect, and I didn't know how we might handle if, if the nuclear thing had to go down. But I can't. I really feel for the guys and girls right now that must be that carry the nuclear football for Joe Biden. I'm not even sure Joe Biden has the keys. You know, I don't uh, the codes. I don't know how this process is working now because he's just he's just incapable of connecting two sentences together. I don't know how he's going to launch nuclear weapons at China. Uh, God forbid if that were to happen. So the nuclear aids he's got up there now have got to be on the you know just just uh, beside themselves trying to make sure the guy doesn't hurt himself. Yeah, you know he doesn't get himself in trouble. And God forbid if it goes down and he's got enough, you know, brain synapses firing that he'll he'll be able to make a cogent decision and, you know, whether or not we go to go to a, th a third world war. So, and I, you know, I just think his staff, you know, the, the Clinton staff, uh, I've, you know, I, I've bashed the Clintons my entire adult life probably, but the Clinton staff at least were professional for the most part and uh, they were a little more mature. I think, and I don't know who Biden's surrounding himself with, but nobody's taking care of the old man. I mean, I think Jill's just had it with him. You know, she's yeah. always walking off ahead of him now and just doesn't want to be with him anymore. 
so he's got, I don't think his handlers are doing a, a service and maybe that's intentional. Maybe it's not, I don't know, but uh, yeah, the poor military aides right now, I feel for those guys and girls. I really do. Well, when the guy has a 37% approval rating, which is dismal. Yeah. I mean, he is now on par with Jimmy Carter in terms of, well, he's worse than Jimmy Carter in terms of approval ratings. Uh, and, and, you know, in terms of he's, arguably the worst president ever. I think Woodrow Wilson is the worst president that ever happened to America. But it, this guy, and you're right, I, I read the article the other day that talked about Jill Biden who who kind of chewed his handlers out one time because they let him stay on stage too right. long. Right. When a story like that gets leaked out, do you think things like that are really they they really happen? Is there any credence to stories that get leaked? I mean, you know, if if that were Hillary Clinton, who you get a story that leaks out that says she really chewed the ass of some guys that, you know, wrote the teleprompter thing too long or something, or Bill stayed right. out too late and she was pissed off. Right. Is is there credibility to a story like that? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I just, you know, I think it depends on like when I was working for the Clintons, I was I was still an Air Force officer, you know, and I had to sworn to the notes of the constitution. So I, I didn't say anything about my experiences. I, mm -hmm. I could have flown, I could have burnt that place down, Chad, <laughs> if I'd wanted to when I was there, but I didn't say anything until I retired and was legally, you know, legally authorized to, to talk about my opinions and my experiences within reason. There's some things I can't, I still can't get into, but, mm. uh, but yeah, I think depending on who leaks it, I mean, and I think that, you know, with, with the advent of uh, social media, a lot more of that stuff gets out now. And I mean, even, you know, it's probably in, in terms of like you hear stuff coming out of Kamala's staff and, uh, uh, you know, hear stuff coming out of, you know, Jill and Biden. And I think it's, you know, it's some of these young staffers just getting together in a bar somewhere and, and sharing stories. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, it's next day, it's on the front page of the Washington Post. So, uh, you know, it's it, it happens. And I think most of it's legit and true. And I can tell you from my experience with the Clinton White House, uh, everything that I heard and saw. It was a hundred percent true. So I mean, yeah, that element's out there for sure. Yeah, and and I and I will tell the viewers and the listeners we're going to get into some of those juicy tidbits here in a little bit. I'm saving them. I want I want the audience to stick around <laughs> for us because I got I got some other things I want to talk about in the meantime. Well, it looks like a storm is coming in, and you know the funny thing about storms is they don't care if you're ready for them or not. I want you to be ready when the storm hits. Sometimes when it hits, it's too late. You can't prepare then. You know, there's warning signs, the thunder, the clouds, the lightning in the sky. They let you know that it's time to expect a storm. You also know that the time to prepare for the storm is always right now. Now, I want to help you prepare for the coming storm. I want you to go to my special website, preparewithchad.com. When you're there, you're going to automatically save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Your family should be next. Now, sealed inside the ultra-durable packaging is their delicious meals that are going to last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories a day. You're able to eat right whenever things go wrong. And uh, these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply are going to help you do that. You need one for every member of your family. $200 in savings. You can get enough for each member. They all deserve protection, right? Go to preparewithchad.com. Order by 3 p.m. any given day, and you will get free shipping on the same day. The website, preparewithchad.com. Prepare for the storm. But, you know, to that point, I see how these people, these staffers and in in people just are so quick to spill their guts to somebody like James O'Keefe. 
right. when they don't know that they're talking to James O'Keefe. And I mean, they spill it. These guys, they want opinion. They want to get their stuff out so bad and sound relevant and important. So I, I have no doubt that these things, when they leak them, these this is a sense of self-importance just kind of ejaculating from their mouth and, and they want to feel like, you know, hey, I'm look how important I am. So well, a lot of it's too. A lot of the, a lot of these young staffers, especially, and I saw it in the Clinton administration too. A lot of these young staffers are wearing their, "Hey, I'm a White House staffer" position on their on their sleeve, you know. And they get and they get into social settings and they want to they want to puff themselves up, right? Whether to be a to a p- potential dating partner or a best friend mm-hmm. or a group of guys or whatever, they're puffing themselves up. And sometimes when the alcohol flows, the stuff comes out, you know, True. and uh, and that's when it normally comes out, right? Yeah, sometimes they end up in a, a a Senate hearing room getting butt hammered in the middle of the night, uh, and, <laughs> and getting and, away with it, and getting away with it, which tells yeah. me a lot. Like the audacity of that kid to go in there and film that, live film it. stream it, yeah, in a Senate hearing room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that's the same room where they, you know, basically tried to crucify Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, it and, was, and it they're was. gonna. They're going to do that. The audacity of this kid makes me wonder who all's who all's been, you know, bending this kid over. Um, there's yeah. got to be some people in power that are involved with that, that he felt like he had the boldness to do what he did uh, just above above accountability and reproach. Right. Um, and then yeah. they and yeah. then they released the guy with no charges. I mean, no ramifications, no consequences, nothing. What do you Does think? Does he about still have his deal? job? You know, I don't know, but that's something we should find out. That's yeah. I mean. I bet he does. I bet he does. I bet somewhere he's employed in, in that yeah. deal. Yeah. I, I, you know, and it, it, I mean, I'm starting thinking it have, have congressmen. I, I, it's disgusting me to even think about something well, like that. Well, there's a lot of that stuff going on behind the scenes, so I guarantee you, man. You know, the, the Congress has their little budget to settle their, swar- their yeah. sexual soirees. So that, that stuff's probably been going on in D.C. forever, you know. Forever. Um, I didn't. I didn't see much, but I, I didn't see much of the White House. I mean, I did see Bill, Bill, and uh, Monica, which we can get into later if you want. So that was going on. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, that's you know, DC is just a hellhole, man, and it's a swamp, and yeah. you know, and and I, it's it's true on both sides. I think it's it's much, you know, the I saw I saw both sides kind of sucking back in those days. The Democrats by far were the worst, but the Republicans had their. They had their idiots too, and um, and we still do you know, more yeah, and sure. more these days. I think you know more and more these days. I don't think I could survive going back and working in the White House today, Chad, or even wanting to live in Washington D.C. again. I, I mean, that was that's a young person's job, and I did it, and I and I actually loved it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do it again. You know, I just the the, and I've got friends who have been staffers and have been speechwriters and have worked for different and, and the stories that they tell uh, the. You know, you think about the old adage about uh, absolute power corrupting absolutely. And, you know, consequently, the depravity that ensues when you have power, you can get away with pretty much everything, which baffles me when you still have people. You talked earlier about the people, the trolls that attack you on social media. It's still their go-to phrase to talk about Trump saying, well, he says he grabs women by their pussy. Really, I mean that, that we literally the guy live streamed himself having gay sex in a Senate hearing room, and and y'all have the audacity to continue to act like you have a moral fiber somewhere in your conscience to bring that up. Yeah, uh, that a billionaire says 
women who come behind the velvet rope into the VIP room wearing the short skirts, they, they let you do it, you know? Um, but they really are. I mean, this, this thing after Trump, I don't know that my lifetime I'll ever understand why they decided to vilify the man to the degree they did and have and just want him destroyed, dead. They want his name erased from the face of the earth and all of his progeny here to come. Uh, they want him forgotten, erased from history. It amazes me. This New York thing with Letitia James and Judge Arthur uh, in Gorin. You know, now I read last night that Trump supposedly can't even appeal this deal until he pays uh, $343 million in damages and then another $100 million or $97 million in um, yeah. interest. Correct. So half a billion dollars, roughly, before yeah. he can even appeal this. Yeah. And then Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, comes on and gives a press conference uh, the other day and says— well, I just want y'all to know, we're not going to do like this for all of you. Um, this was for Trump. We're not, so y'all can still do business without worrying about this coming back to bite you in the ass. Uh, that immediately should be a mistrial, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, you know, uh, the, you're right. So he, he has to ante up the half a, half a billion to even be able to appeal, which will get it out of, Ingeron's court into another court, and I, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how the appeal process, appellate process works in New York State, but I'm hoping they get it the hell out of downtown New York. Uh, yeah. So, and it may be more of a little bit of a, you know, maybe have a jury this time, you know, not just a judge, and maybe a jury of his peers, which is what we're supposed to be doing, right? And but you know, Letitia James ran on this, Chad. She yeah. ran on it. Alvin Bragg ran on it. Um, and they, and they were elected to do exactly this. And I, you know, I, I'm a real, reality TV guy. I'm, I'm secretly a reality TV buff. So I sat down and watched most of that, most of, you know, it was aired on TV. I watched most of it. And Letitia James and her fat ass were always sitting there just kind of glaring him down. And, you know, <laughs> and Trump wasn't even allowed to testify. Right. And, and the judge told him, I don't need to hear from you. Now, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. and then you're going to charge the guy $500 billion and kick him out of New York three years. And I guess then Trump immediately said, hey, we're out of here anyway. I'm going to sell all my shit and get out of here. <laughs> so that's probably how he's going to raise his $500 million is by, you know, selling that stuff and going back to Florida for good. But, I, you know, I, just can't, I can't believe that there are not well-meaning leftists in this country that can look at this and say, you know what? This is screwed up. This guy yeah. doesn't deserve that. He, he may be a crook. And you were talking about you know, how much the left hates him. And you know, this, the visceral hatred for Trump is just, to me, is staggering. You know, I can see not liking the guy. I can see thinking the guy's a schmuck. Uh, you know, I can see these rough around the, around the edges for sure. But you got to go back and say, you know what? He's getting railroaded here. This is not the America I grew up in. And we mm -hmm. can't, whether you like the guy or not, we can't allow our justice system to do this. And But nobody has, to date, nobody has stepped up and said that on the left. It's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. To, I wonder if you're seeing this too. I'm starting to see a few people on X who are responding to certain stories, and they're saying we're we're not Republicans and we're not Trump people. We don't like Trump. But I saw just this morning. I saw somebody that commented. They said, "You have to admit that what they're doing to Trump is an illegal pursuit." 
uh, and they identified as a liberal or as a Democrat, and they said this is an illegal pursuit. Are you seeing any of that at all, or eyes being opened at all? I mean, you know, what are your thoughts there? No, I've got I've got some friends that are Democrats. You know, that mm-hmm. we go out, we'll go out and have a cup of coffee, and they see it, they'll fess up. They won't go on social media and say it right. because they'll get embarrassed by their friends, or you know, um, just you know, hammered by their friends. But but they, I think I think there's there's two. Two sides of most people in this country. I, well, number one, I think most people in this country are stupid, Chad. So let's yeah. start with the premise, right? So you, just go ahead and say 85% are stupid. So let's deal with I, the 15, right? I'd love to say, hey, Buzz said it, but I agree. <laughs> well, and then you got the 15% that actually want to kind of want to engage in some kind of conversation or at least take the time to input knowledge or information and then you let yourself process it, you know. Uh, and I think that on social media, people don't want to do that. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, like, remember when Trump was first running and nobody wanted to say, I'm a Trump fan, I'm going to vote right. for Trump, but he won right. anyway. It was one of those same kind of things. I think people can see whether you hate Trump or not. I think people who hate Trump are saying, most of them are probably stepping back and going, you know what? This is unfair. I hate the guy. I hope he gets hammered. I hope he loses. But really, we're going to do this to a, a business owner and we're not doing it to anybody else. Big yeah. business in downtown New York City. We're, we're going to pick out one guy and make him the, the deal because we really hate him. We don't want him to be president again. Yeah. So, uh, and that's where we are, man. I've never seen the country so polarized, Chad. I really haven't. This is, and I wish I could think of who said this that made me think of this. Somebody tweeted basically this sentiment. They said this this uh, court case and his so called guilty verdict and penalty is the real estate equivalent of a murder. Yes, but there's no murder victim. Right. Uh, he didn't, you know, and and the fact that they find Don Jr. four million dollars, and he's not even connected to that portion of the business. No. Uh, that in and of itself should be very revealing. I mean, it, when do we punch through the smoke? And you talk about you know fair-minded liberals, which they're few and far between these days. But you have guys like Bill Maher, who the other night, he had Stephen A. Smith and um, the family guy. Shatter, what's his family guy's name? Uh, it, the, whatever his name is. He's wacko progressive. Um, I'll think of his name in a second. The cartoonist. Somebody will tell me. Uh, they're commenting in the comments right now. Uh, but they had him on there. Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. There you go. And, and Bill Maher was talking about the the – you know, men and women's sports and the fact that people, they're still pushing for, you know, this, just the violation of the the class of sexes when it comes to sports. This is the reason why people, you may not like Trump, but you're like, well, I can't keep dealing with this shit. Like, yeah. I may not like Trump, but if we're going to keep with this administration here, whoever's running the, the boat, we're going to get more of this kind of crap. So I am, I am seeing people's eyes a little bit opened, and that just should be common sense. That, <laughs> well, I mean, especially, what, what, yes, go ahead. especially in an election year, you know, especially in an election year, you, you would want people to look forward to November and say, "I want to consume as much as I possibly can," you know, and and then I'll make my decision. That's what's supposed to be happening. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, ninety eight percent of Americans have already made their decision. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think most people are, you know, I don't, the only, the only difficulty I think Trump's going to have is going to be the DeSantis people who just refuse to vote. 
Hey guys, you know, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. And uh, Patriot Mobile has been a great supporter of this show, and I'm proud to continue partnering with them. You know, Patriot Mobile offers uh, dependable nationwide coverage, and they give you access to all three major networks, which means you're going to get the same dependable coverage that you're accustomed to without funding leftist causes. See, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message. You're saying that you support free speech, religious liberty, uh, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our first responder, and our military heroes. And they have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which is going to make switching so easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone. Call them up. They'll help you upgrade with a brand new phone. Whatever you need, their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. You go to patriotmobile.com slash chad. Uh, you call them on the phone if you want to, 972-PATRIOT. Talk to them. And you get free activation when you use promo code CHAD. I spell it Chad. That's right. Join me. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Chad. That's patriotmobile.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Call them up. 972-PATRIOT. Uh, yeah, what do you think of it? God, huh. boy, that's a whole other topic, huh? Yeah. Let's come back to that. Let's come back to that. Uh, because I... The insanity of now. Let's talk about it now. What do you think about those folks? Like they bug me. Like I, like I. Okay, when you're right earlier, when you said that in 2015 that a lot of people didn't want to admit they were Trump people. Like I, my mother, she was like, I like Donald Trump. I was like, I don't understand Donald Trump. Like I don't see yeah. the. I'd listen to him speak. I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. So at the time, I was a Ted Cruz person. And then I then one day the light bulb came on and I go, oh, okay, wait a second. I, I get what's happening here. And I became a Trump person. Yeah. Uh, because back then in 2015 during the primaries, watching all of the primaries on both sides, I said, trying to figure out who you're going to vote for is like trying to figure out which venereal disease you're most okay living with for the next four to eight years, right? <laughs> because I didn't like any of them, quite honestly. Yeah. And I know that I went into the election booth and, in, 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 you know, when it came time to vote, I, I there were two boxes. It was Hillary Clinton and not Hillary Clinton, and I voted not Hillary Clinton, right. and we got Trump. And so I was I, I got it, though. I understood what was going on at that point. Um, but these folks, like, I can think of some of these people. I could name their names, but I, I, they've really pissed me off, so I don't even want to give them any credit, Bill <laughs> Mitchell. Uh, I, I, like, these guys <laughs> who, who, I mean— Bill Mitchell's retarded at this point in time. I mean, I, I save that word sparingly for people who are legit retarded. Yeah. I mean, to to come out and be a Trump guy, and then you are going to go whole hog in for DeSantis the way that he did. And then as soon as DeSantis drops out, says, hey, I'd love to come back into the Trump camp. Good to be back with you guys. After crucifying yeah. anybody that was supporting yeah. Trump yeah. publicly. Uh, I'm like, bro, you said that if DeSantis dropped out, and wasn't the candidate that you were going to delete your Twitter account forever, and you're still out there spitting out your pablum? Yeah. Go to hell. Yeah. That's that's my philosophy for people like that. How do you, how do you take the the not the flip floppers are rare, but these people who are like, you know what? I'm a DeSantis guy. He should have been the candidate. I'm not even going to vote, or I'm going to vote for RFK Jr. What do you, what do you think? Well, there's going to be an element to that, you know, and I think it's going to be unfortunate because I think that is a that's a, again that's a vote for Clint, for uh, for Biden. I mean, if you're not yeah. voting for Trump, you're voting for Biden. Period. And you, you can you can protest all you want. I've got one of my one of my kids is going to vote for 
for Kennedy. I, I get it. And I said, but you know, you're what you're throwing your vote away. Yeah. You know, if, if it makes you feel good, go for it. But you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna matter. Uh, but in the sand, this is my thoughts on DeSantis. I think, I think before DeSantis ran, he was in the top two governors in this country. You mm-hmm. guys have, have the best, in my opinion, and Florida has the second best. And he was really poised nicely to run in 2028, and he screwed it up. Uh, he yeah. got he got a little too eager. He got out in front of the skis. He's a not a great uh, campaigner. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he as we've just you know he, how short he is and the goofy boots he wears and <laughs> and you know uh, and so he just he ran a horrible campaign. He lost it, and he's out now. And if he wants, if 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 DeSantis supporters want him to have a future, they need to rally around Trump in the Republican Party and get yeah. our guy back into office. And then there'll be way more prospect for Ron DeSantis uh, to be even be he might be part of the cabinet. He might be the number one candidate going into twenty twenty eight. But don't sit here and be so damn butthurt, Bill mm-hmm. Mitchell, about what's uh, <laughs> you know about about your guy losing and, and then, and then taking it out on people who are doing the right thing by trying to get a Republican in back into the white house. I mean, we are, you know, we eat our young, we do some of the dumbest stuff I've ever seen in the Republican party. And this is a perfect example. You know, you can be a Democrat and think Joe Biden is, is old and senile and, and he is, but you're still going to vote for him. Because yep. you know you don't want to have a Republican in, in the White House. If you're a Republican and you vote for Kennedy, or you vote for, are you going to throw your vote behind DeSantis? You're just you're just helping out the other side, and that's where we are not of one mind and one voice in the Republican Party. We never have been. No, we haven't. And I think that I think God, I hope that people, even if they don't tell anybody when they go into the ballot box, go into the poll, that they'll still vote for Trump, even though they barked that they would never do it. And I hope that the common sense will win out when they realize that let's say Joe Biden is not the candidate come November. Let's say it's Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom. Now you're looking at the potential for eight years for them. Right. And that that throws out the 28 in a big way because now you've got a heavy, heavy opposition against a DeSantis right. uh, campaign. And that's not good. I mean, at least with Joe, if it's Joe, you've only got four more years, which he's right. not going to he's not going to make those four years. He's just not going to make There's those. no way. There's no he, way. I mean, I, I bet Vegas is, I got ba- Vegas has got odds on it. I, I would agree. I mean, the guy introduced the crown prince and wanted to know where the crown prince was last <laughs> week. And the crown prince was standing a foot behind him. You know, and I thought he was going to come out here. That just, just, it's just one thing after another. The guy's brain. Let me, let me throw you another thing, Chad. You know, you're talking about it. If it's, if we get Michelle or if we get Gavin Newsom, God forbid, God We're going to have eight years of those people. Think about the damage they're going to do to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you if you are if you hate Trump so much, fine, but think about Newsom getting his hands on the Supreme Court in the next eight years. Yeah, this country will be, will be unrecognizable, yeah. and I think we've got to be not so short term tactically pissed off, but thinking, okay, what is in the best interest of not only me and my family my nation and Republicans going forward. Because if we, like I said, if we get eight years of Gavin Newsom, man, America's going to look like California and you don't want it. You do not no. want it. 
I've said over and over again, Gavin Newsom, if you took Joe and Kamala and combined them, he's 10 times worse than that. Um, because I, Joe, I, Joe's not a natural progressive. They're forcing him oh, yeah. to be progressive, yeah. right? What were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're talking, you're talking about Joe. Joe is not a prog natural progressive. He's being forced. Gavin Newsom is a communist. Yeah. And, and you can see it out here every single day. I live just north of LA. You can see it out here every single day. And the, the he has ruined he has ruined the state, and it's not going to get any better for a long time. And he will do, he'll be exporting that all over the freaking country. And, and it's coming to you, Kansas. So get ready yeah. for Gavin Newsom, and you're not going to like him. Can you imagine? I saw your tweet the other day. You retweeted, you know, the picture of Gavin Newsom. You know, who do you see? You said Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I have no love for the man. I have low no. love for the man. No. Uh, we were on a we, – we took the boys out in the woods last night and let them play in the creek and stuff. And we were messing around out there in the woods behind my place. And, and uh, CJ, my girlfriend, she – we were talking about uh, Kim Guilfoyle, who, of course, has been the longtime relationship of Don Trump Jr. She was married to Gavin Newsom. That's a weird freaking dynamic. I yeah. Mean, how do you Can go you from imagine? being married to that to now you're with Junior? Weird. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, she yeah. sounds stable. Yeah. I mean, got to be. <laughs> got to be. Uh, you know, you have these folks now coming across the southern border. We could run through the numbers. It's awful all the way across whether it's gotaways, illegals that are here, number of nationalities represented in the encounters, to terrorists that have gotten through the unreported stuff. They're yeah. here. We know that. Now they're wanting to say, hey, places like California, Illinois, Oregon, you can be law enforcement officers without being a legal citizen. They're wanting to put them in the military. This is yeah. this is how you turn, you know, this is how you militarize a government against its citizens. Um I know as a as a retired lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, this has got to piss you off. How far do you think that – do you think that whole thing of them putting people in the military, does that have legs? You know what? I'm, unfortunately, I think it probably does. Mm. Yeah, you know, we're having the worst recruiting year that I've ever seen uh, this year in the military. I mean, all the services are falling short. Even the yeah. Air Force yeah. is falling short. And we normally we have way more applicants normally than we can fill. Uh, so I think it's probably coming. And what better way to take over a country if you're a, if you're a you know a one world order kind of person if you're a George Soros acolyte, then to, to fill the American military up with a bunch of people who weren't born here, right. you know, or or aren't even citizens. Fill them up, and then let's see what kind of military the U.S. has, and just how much we lose our prowess around the world. And the only other option, I think, Chad, is to, to reinstate, reinstate the draft. And I, I don't think I don't want it as a former commander. Uh, mm. But that might be the only way to go here uh, down the road. If, if, it, if it doesn't get any better anytime soon, we're going to have to do something drastic. But, uh, you know, I think this whole thing, the whole border thing, it only pisses me off, Chad, because I, I didn't fly and fight for 20 years for this. I didn't right. fly against communism in mm. the Soviet Union to now have to deal with Chinese coming across the southern border in Southern California in record numbers. You know, yeah. this is not what I fought for. And I don't want my kids to have to fight this. And you're right. I mean, I, I'm reminded of, um, 
know, the fall of Rome, the Visigoths came over the wall and the citizens of Rome and the, and the soldiers of Rome said, hey, we're going to switch uniforms and fight with the Visigoths because the government of Rome doesn't represent yeah. us anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's so, ooh, you, you hope that doesn't happen here in this country. But, you know, I, guys like you, guys like me, there's no telling how many freaking lists we're on. You know, yeah. the federal government keeps an eye on us. They censor us. They don't want to hear our opinion. We're dissenters. We're insurrectionists. We're every, what is it, yeah. ultra-maga, extremists, all the damn labels. But when you have a federal government that doesn't represent you, doesn't defend you, the Supreme Court comes out four, five to four that says that the razor wire in Texas, South Texas, if it needs to be cut, the federal government can remove it. Uh you know, they, they don't represent us anymore. So you're right. If, if it gets to a point where we're not actually just fighting proxy wars, whether it's Ukraine or, or Israel, Hamas, and we're actually attacked or we, we have to deal with something that's in our interest, you're right. Now we're back. Our only solution is a draft. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, talking about potential conflicts, I mean, you know, we're, we're fighting one, obviously, in Ukraine. We're fighting one in Israel right now. China might move on Taiwan. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're fighting with Iran, whether, whether you want to admit it or not. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're in a war. We're getting a shooting war with Iran right now. And nobody yeah. wants to talk about that. And right now, our military, quite frankly, and sadly, we have we have some fantastic men and women in the uniform. And we have some great, great equipment across all services. But right now, Chad, if, if, if China were to move on Taiwan, man, we're done. We don't have we don't have enough smoke. There's, uh, we're, you know, we're going to have to pick and choose our, our skirmishes, with, whether it be with the Houthis or with Ukraine. And, you know, we, we can't continue to fund Ukraine if we're going to go to war against China. I mean, it's it's a mess. And right now, the U.S. military, because of our leadership, uh, both Biden and, you know, and Lloyd Austin and former General Mark Milley, uh, nobody wants to work for those guys. No. And because they're all they're all uh, swamp swamp plants you know they they they're there for a reason they were appointed to be there because of progressive politicians like joe biden how how i mean you know whatever they, they said it would take us like seven years to replenish the missiles that we've sent to ukraine so yeah we've depleted so many different things and our resources are so thin you know this this uh package that they that the senate's trying to put through with what was it however many billions of dollars 65 billion towards Ukraine and God, and um, Israel and Taiwan, I guess. Nothing for our southern border is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then you take Lloyd Austin, who a couple of weeks ago just goes missing in action. <laughs> uh, the guy's got, what is it, prostate cancer or something? Yeah. And, yeah. and he's he's getting treatment. And nobody recognizes the fact that the guy's miss is he's, he's AWOL. Yeah. For over what a, for the a week. hell, Buzz? What for the hell? For over a week, and he didn't bother telling his boss. Yeah, you know, it, 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 the Biden administration is such a clown car. You know, I mean, and, and then his second in command is like in Cancun or some yeah, shit. Yeah, she's on vacation. Know? She's on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Biden doesn't know. Austin's getting his nuts cut. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> and the number two ladies down. You know, in, a, in an all inclusive. Yeah, uh, she's down there with Fanny Willis and her boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's all one big happy family, man. You have to laugh at this thing. I mean, from Senate staffers getting, you know, butt sex in the Senate hearing room to 
Joe Biden doesn't know what planet he's on to, to, you know, the Russians are putting nuclear satellites above us that could, you know, neutralize our satellites and interrupt comms and everything else. I'm like, you have to laugh at this point. I mean, if you see the big mushroom cloud, run towards it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I want to live in this world with the insanity that that nobody's yeah. running this thing. But I'll tell you what it does prove, Buzz, uh, and tell me what you think on this. It, I've, I'm at a point now where I think I've decided that if Joe Biden, who is a dementia-ridden, senile, geriatric, window-licking, ice cream cone-chasing, head-sniffer of children, if that guy can be president— Anybody can be president because it doesn't matter who's in no. charge. It no. doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. And uh, it's, you know, Biden is just, you know, well, Biden's probably, he's a puppet. You yeah. know, I'm not really quite sure who's the marionette, but Biden's the puppet. And I'm pretty sure it's uh, the Obama crowd, you know, uh, Jarrett and that group. Uh, yeah. So I don't think, you know, they just, they just push him up there and they turn the thing and hope he stays you know, he, they, he turned the back of the toy and I hope he keeps moving long enough and doesn't fall off the stage or fall down the steps or, you know, um, but we, you know, Biden is proof. You can have literally anybody be elected to the presidency. Yeah. Yeah. It's because hey, I, I want to ask you a question about Air Force One in a second, because that is relevant to this conversation. But before I do that, you mentioned Obama. See, like I thought Obama was running the show. Now I'm wondering if he's controlled, too, because the chef got killed uh, out Yeah paddleboarding or whatever um and whatever happened with that deal we'll never know but I, I, my first thought was i said okay barack obama is gay i have no doubt in my mind the man's gay uh and they know things and they're like hey michelle maybe michelle says she will never run because she doesn't like politics but if we tell her to she will like yeah. how controlled do you think the obamas are controlled or do you think they're in control I think that everybody's controlled by somebody. You know, yeah. I think that, you know, Soros, you know, everybody, the left will, you know, turn their nose up when you, when you, when people talk on the right, talk about Soros, but Soros was the guy that bankrolled Obama from the very beginning. He's the guy that basically mm -hmm. hand selected Obama and said, you're it, you're next go. And Obama did pulled it off. Right. So yeah. if, uh, if Soros tells Michelle to do it, Michelle will have to do it probably. Yeah, uh, I don't think she wants any part of that. I really don't. I mean, no. I think that she's fat, dumb, and happy, literally, right now. Uh, you know, hanging out with uh, Barack and uh, and their multiple, you know, their multiple um, living locations. But uh, mm -hmm. if she's told to do it, she'll do it. Uh, and you know, and, and if 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 you told me I had to vote for either Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom, I would vote for Michelle Obama. That's how yeah. bad Gavin Newsom is. Well, it's it's the evil, you know. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if the Obamas yeah. are going back in the White House, it's the evil you know. Exactly. Um, and, and you also know, just like Joe has spent 45% of his presidency on vacation, that's exactly right. what the Obamas will do, too. Because yeah. you don't have to be there. You can go get you your— You don't have your, to be there. I mean, you can pull yeah. a Lloyd Austin and go get your butthole scraped, and, and nobody's <laughs> going to ask any questions. You can just derelict— You're talking about dereliction of duty. Right. You could, you could just leave, and yeah. you don't have to worry about it. So uh, <laughs> that, that's that's they'll just live on vacation. And it'll be the same, you know, cabal running the administration, right? That's probably true. Yeah, and Gavin, I think Gavin would have ambitions, and that's what scares me. Yeah, be because he is a communist. He's over there playing, you know, grab ass with Xi Jinping, and that's 
and then bringing Xi Jinping in and cleaning up San Francisco oh, yeah. in order to accommodate him. Yeah, that's that kind of that kind of motive scares me. That's they, the they finally cleaned up Sacramento because Leo DiCaprio is shooting a movie downtown right now. So that's how <laughs> Sacramento got cleaned up. <laughs> in two two weeks from now, two weeks from now, it'll be a hellhole again. So. Oh my gosh, dude! But but look at it like this. Let's say let's say Gavin Newsom becomes the the commander in chief, and China does invade Taiwan. You, you think Gavin Newsom's going to push back against Xi Jinping? Nope. Hell no. Not, not in the least. Taiwan no possible way. Taiwan's gone at that point. Yeah, it's, it's theirs. They believe yeah. we and, and now you're paying. You know, a whole lot more money for superconductors and and, and chips. So that's one hundred percent correct. Yep, that's the California. That's the Gavin Newsom way. That's how yeah. we do it out here. Air Force One. Uh, you've spent a little time on that. How often do they replace that plane? Do you know? Well, there's there's two of them. There's two yeah. actual planes, uh, two tail numbers, and they're in the process. So they were in the process of, of designing a new one, and Trump canceled it. Yeah, I remember uh, that. So, so the, the the Air Force One that is being flown around now was first flown by George H. W. Bush. It's a beautiful airplane. It doesn't need to go anywhere anytime soon. It's a seven forty seven, and there's not a lot of seven forty sevens flying around anymore. I'm sure parts are hard to find, that kind of thing. But it's a gorgeous airplane, man. Sixty eight seats uh, throughout the entire airplane. Um, so there's two Air Force Ones, and they swap based on maintenance status. And for overseas trips, they both go and one's a decoy. One gotcha. actually has the president and one goes someplace else to kind of confuse the bad guys. So my reason to bringing that up. So, I, I mean, I saw a Harrison Ford movie one time by the same name. Um, and <laughs> that's about the extent of my knowledge of that 740, those 747s. Every now and then I'll see a picture from the press pool or, or whatever. But my assumption is there's, there's, an executive area, executive cabin for the yeah. president and his family, and and so on. I would I would assume that that's you know Joe Biden doesn't just fall down; he falls upstairs, which is fascinating. So they stopped yeah. sending up the sending him up the twenty three stairs to the top of the plane, yeah. sort of putting him in the underbelly. The the fourteen. He's steps walking up. into the cargo compartments where he's walking <laughs> into. That's, right, that, and I was right. going to ask you that he's just yeah. going into the, to that, and then they elevator him up or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, you think that when Joe gets on the plane, they just say, they just put him to sleep, you know, unless he needs to make a little press briefing or something, they just put him to sleep. And I'm I mean, sure you think they've changed the plane around any for Joe's needs. No, no. Let, let me give you a real quick um, uh, overview of the airplane. So the very front part of the uh, 747, the top part is the cockpit deck and below part is the president's bedroom. So there's actually a bedroom, a bathroom, a full shower, the whole nine. And then right behind that is the president's office. And then behind that is the medical surgical unit, emergency surgical unit. And then behind that is senior staff, which is where I sat. And then as the far back you go, you get more of the strap, strap hangers. And then you get to the press, which is in the very back of the airplane. I'm sure they get him on that airplane, Chad. They put him in bed. They give him something. They, they, they pat his head and give him his teddy bear. And they say, sir, we'll wake you up in five hours. And we want you to talk to the press for five minutes. I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that's how, that, that's how it's going down. Yeah. They're giving him they're a little something, something. Yeah, they're shooting him up to, to wake him up. Oh, yeah. They're doing both. They're giving him yeah. uppers and downers. So I'm sure they're, they're putting him down. You know, they probably got a nurse that knows exactly how many hours, whatever they give him is going to last. Then yeah. they give him an upper. He pops up. He looks really energetic for about five and a half minutes, and then he starts mm -hmm. to slump again, and 
needs a recharge. So I, that's how, I mean, that's why he never does anything at the White House. You know, if you look at, do you know what a lid is, Chad, when the, when the media calls a sure. lid, when the president calls sure. a lid? So that's why Biden's calling lids at like 9 a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. which means he's not doing anything that day. He's hanging out in the residence. He's not going to do anything official. He's going to take a nap. He might get something to eat. But that's what a lid means. He's just not going to do anything. If you see right. recently, there are very few official events at the White House now. Clinton Clinton kept that 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 agenda just stacked. We were doing thing after thing after thing after thing all day long, every day, because he, he had that kind of energy. Uh, Biden doesn't have that. And I'm sure the staff has been told, don't put anything on a schedule without making sure that it's super important and the chief of staff agrees with it. I want to tell you, though, about our uh, our sponsor, United Patriot Coin. You know, if you follow me on social media at all, United Patriot Coin has been a good friend of mine for a long, long time. Uh, they are who I trust for gold and silver. A lot of a lot of times people in their hard economic times are trying to figure out, you know, this, you know, economic uncertainty that we're living in with all these weird things that are going on in our world. What do you do? Well, I always advise people, you need to have some gold and silver. And I know there are people out there who say, we well, can't eat gold and silver. Trust me, you need some gold and silver on hand. You need some bullion. You need some coins. You need some stuff you can barter with. There's various things you can use to do that with, but some gold and silver would be a good thing to have on hand. So the folks that I trust, unitedpatriotcoin.com, head over there. You can call them on the phone as well. Talk to Trey on the phone. Tell them Chad sent you. And uh, he'll walk you through all kind of investment opportunities that are out there. So check them out. Yeah, uh, the White House at this point it's it's a museum slash mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's pretty much it. It's just a yeah. it's just a it's it's just a you know a, a memorial, a monument, I should say, at this point in time. Um, it is, you know. Uh, and you talk about I I, I don't. It, it's scary to think about. And, but I don't know that they want any movement there. I, you know, it, when you hear Corinne Jean-Pierre get out up there, and she's almost she's almost gotten as bad as Kamala in terms of her ability to communicate and she, word salad saying nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they do their press conferences. She says literally nothing. I don't even know that she's relevant anymore in terms of what journalists are printing because she says nothing. Uh, so that's been a decline. So who knows, man? Who knows? Well, you know, the I, I other thing about, you know, that you, you see what a DEI or hire is all, all about when you see Corinne Jean-Pierre because she's yeah. only there because she's a black immigrant lesbian, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, who do, he does a much better job. I think he's sleazy as hell, but he does a much better job as Admiral Kirby. He actually yeah, has got a professional into it. He's got a professionalism. He's done it before. He was the DOD spokesperson. You know, he's smooth. He doesn't have to keep reading things out of his binder. Uh, he answers questions. He doesn't get combative with uh, with the press. Uh, you know, he does, he knows how to handle Peter Ducey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other the other gal doesn't have a clue, and she's getting worse and worse and worse. And they're not going to fire her because she's a diversity hire. Can't do it. No. Listen, I I, lo- I like blacks, I like immigrants, and I like lesbians. But when you combine the three, it gets weird, dude. It just I, and well, it gets weird. And when you combine the fact that she's she's a dumbass. You know, if she if she had if she had something going on up here, you know, she say so that's, that's a that's a bad mix, man. <laughs> well, you made a great point because I said on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I've said it on this show that the most privileged people in America right now are black women. 
with power or money because yeah. you can't you can't do anything no, with them because you're yeah. a misogynist because they're a woman or you're a racist because they're black. Yeah. But with her, she's a lesbian, so you throw another degree of diversity in there, and it, she's untouchable. And yeah. Oh yeah. She'll she sees leave herself she as wants a historical to. figure. Yeah. She'll leave when she um, wants to. So we'll see what happens. I, you know, I, it's. Do, do you do you think Michelle? I, I mean, I I want to just yes or no. We don't have to talk about that anymore. But do you think Michelle Obama steps up April, May, something like that? You know, I I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't. I think that there. You know, when is the convention? The convention is June or July. Yep. When is the DNC? I think it's June. Yeah, it's June. I think they're going to wait until then, mm. uh, and give Biden some more time to hang himself. And then they're going to they'll find somebody, whether it be uh, Michelle or Gavin or whoever, really. They'll find somebody and they'll just sneak in. And they'll say, you know, we've determined blah, blah, blah. He's just not capable. Yeah. Um, and we're going to replace him and all the delegates are going to get together and say, yeah, he's our guy. Yeah. And that when that her report came out two weeks ago, uh, basically saying that in 2015, Joe did not have the mental wherewithal to be able to stand trial. They, right. That was interesting. That was an interesting turn for the media because they kind of let that one stand. They did. They uh, did. They didn't bury it, which tell, which is very a telltale sign to me. Exactly. There's a reason why they're not they're not burying it. There's a reason why. And they just, mm-hmm. they're all starting to come together and say, you know what, the old guy just can't do it. Let's let's you know continue to to kind of pretend we like him and support yeah. him, and then we get to a certain point, we're gonna and they're gonna be yeah. all in on Michelle or, or Gavin. They're gonna be all freaking in. Both of which would be hard to beat, honestly. Yeah. Well, they I would hate be. to say that. I do. It'd be hard to beat. Yep. I, I, uh, you know, and listen, you can look at Hunter Biden. You know, I mentioned earlier, they got the goods on Obama. There's so many things they could come out with that would be scandalous. And, you know, Obama, he's never wanted to be a politician. He wants to be a celebrity. Right. And, and That's right. Uh, Michelle just wants to be a rich bitch. And they've, they've both accomplished those things. Now, um, they control Biden. We can see Biden's pupils. They, we know he's hopped up on drugs. We know Hunter Biden's nefarious history. Right. You can watch the July 4th party that Friday afternoon. If you watch him up on the balcony, the family's <laughs> up there. Jill Biden has post-nasal drip, which we now find out that you can see her snort. Listen, I, I, I've seen it and done it all in my life, Buzz. I, I recognize people who were doing drugs. I could just see it. You yeah. watch Jill close enough. She's She's got the post-nasal drip. And then we find out there's a little baggie of cocaine in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coincidentally. So think, <laughs> yeah. And then I think I think they got the goods on Joe because Joe, for whatever we want to say about him, I think the guy does want to protect his family. Yeah. And he knows they could they could bring that thing, that whole deal down and, and really yeah. cause a lot of trouble. So but talking about scandals, um, Let's do this. Let's talk about this, and then I'm going to let you go because I know your time's precious, man. I could talk to you all day. You you told two stories I want you to bring up. You could bring up any others that you want to bring up. But let's talk about the day you went in and found a disheveled Bill Clinton uh, and uh, who came out that day. And then I want you to tell me about the the, the golf tournament and the Kurds. Okay. okay? Yeah. yeah. Whichever order you want to do them in, I want to hear those stories. Yeah, okay. So uh, as a military aide and nuclear football guy um, – we had to, uh, we had an office in a bedroom in the White House. We had to, you know, we saw the president every single day. And, um, but we weren't always in his office on a schedule. So I was scheduled one morning to uh, 
to just visit him first thing, 7 a.m. in the morning, to visit him and um, answer any military questions he had, go over how the nuclear codes and the nuclear football worked, if he had any questions about that. You just kind of refresh him a little bit. And as I walked into the Oval Office, Chad, I look at the secretary's desk. She wasn't in yet. And the Washington Post headline says, Sex Scandal Rocks White House. And I knew it was going to be a difficult day uh, mm-hmm. to work in the White House. And I, I had known, I knew all about Monica. I, I walked in on them a couple of times. So it really? was no surprise to me. Yeah. But so I approached the president, really realizing that he probably didn't want me there. And I, as I walked into the Oval, he had his head in his hands. You know, just you could tell he'd been up all night long, bloodshot eyes. And um, I said, sir, good morning. I'm here to, uh, you know, give you your, your quarterly brief. And, and he said, I, I said, I can come back later if you like. And I understand it's going to be a tough day. And he said, yeah, if you don't mind, come back later. And I said, just can you just confirm that you have the nuclear codes on you? And that's when he confessed, Chad, that he had lost the nuclear codes. Wow. Nuclear codes go back to JFK. And the president has to have the codes in the military with the football to actually be able to launch or retaliate with nuclear weapons. And President Clinton had lost those codes. And he confessed. And when I asked him how long it had been, he couldn't remember if it had been days, weeks, months. Just couldn't remember. So, so, just, so Buzz, let, just, just to clarify something there. If, let's say, Russia launches a nuclear attack, we've always talked about mutually assured destruction. Right. If the president doesn't have those codes... Uh, Russia wins, right? <laughs> that, is, that is correct. There's no 100%. response. There's no response or a very delayed response because think about it, Russia, if Russia launches, that's about 18 minutes until we get impacted, depending yeah. on where you are in the U.S. If, and we, if, if we wake up the, mil- the, uh, the president in the middle of the night, the military aide does and say, sir, you know, I've got everybody on the phone. We got about 18 minutes. The Russians have launched on us. Let's get together and authenticate who you are with the National Military Command Center. Let's retaliate. Let's intercept those missiles. And we, that, that 18 minutes goes fast, man. And if he goes, yeah. well, shit, I don't know where the codes are, mm-hmm. uh, then we, we're done. We're toast. And that's that's the predicament we had. And we never did find them, by the way, Chad. We turned You're the kidding. White House upside down, and we and it had never happened before. And uh, Pentagon was was absolutely incredulous. Uh, they they jumped through their butts and got us a new set in about 12 to 15 hours. But those codes have to be changed, Chad, at every single level. So think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's not like going down. No, no, it's, it's just like not, going down to the it's not, it's not two Dixie cups on a string, right? It has yeah. to go out to all the fighters, the bombers, the the missile silos, the <sighs> submarines. I mean, it's, it's a huge deal. Let me put it that way, yeah. huge deal. And the only thing Clinton said to me when, when, when they confessed, he goes, don't tell the press. Because he knew wow. that if that he knew that if the Monica thing, which was coming out, and the nuclear codes thing w- would have sunk him for sure. So I didn't I didn't tell anybody about it until I wrote my first book when I was out of the military. And it's all on there. So you can find that story in Dereliction of Duty. There you go. <laughs> it, and it, you... <sighs> I mean, yeah, you, you can't just go down to the Marriott lobby and pick up new nuclear codes at the front no, desk. That's no. a whole different deal. There's no process for doing them instantaneously. And you talked about, you alluded to it earlier about uh, seeing him with Monica from time to time. Yeah. 
uh, there was there was one occasion. I know you told the story where you come in there and they came out of whatever the little ante room off to the side or whatever. Monica yeah. was with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was she the only one? Did you see others? Well, she was the only one that he was with consistently. I see. Put it, they put it that way. Yeah, there were others for sure. I mean, I was there during the Kathleen Willie thing, and um, so I would. You know, they say timing is everything. My timing at the White House absolutely sucked. So uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't change a day, but it was every day was a was a new challenge. And and yeah, yeah you want you want if you want to talk about the the golf tournament, this, yeah, this was my first real insight into who uh, I had just started the job. I think I'd been in the job about six weeks, and uh, we we the president wanted to go watch the the President's Cup, uh, President's uh, professional golf tournament, mm-hmm. which the, the USA versus the world. And it was held locally in in, in uh, Northern Virginia. So he and I went. Uh, the motorcade motorcaded over there, and uh, we got there. I got him all situated, and I'm with the football and just kind of hanging out, you know. And uh, presidents watching watching the golfers on the 18th, and uh, I get I get phone calls. So so Saddam Hussein. This is 1996. Saddam Hussein is still alive and in power in Iraq. Saddam Hussein is trying to. Uh, is extinguished the Kurds in northern Iraq because they were not of the same religion that he was. Right. And he's trying to, and they were kind of second-class citizens in his mind. And so they're trying to, so Saddam's role in the Republican Guard to uh, to to go up into northern uh, Kurdistan and, and cleanse, ethnically cleanse hundreds of thousands of Kurds. So we, we knew this was happening. We, we knew it was potentially going to happen. And we talked about it. And uh, so we go to the golf tournament and we have Air Force fighters and bombers. And some of these guys were my buddies that we still talk about this today. We had guys in cockpits over in, in Europe, in the Middle East, ready to launch, ready to support the Kurds and repel the Republican Guard and, and save these lives. Right. So we're at the golf tournament and I started getting phone calls from Sandy Berger, who at the time was National Security Council advisor. And he's trying to get through me because I was also the call screener for the president when we were mm-hmm. away from the White House. So he's trying to get through me to the president to get the go ahead to launch our guys and girls to go save the Kurds. And I walked, I approached President Clinton the first time and he said, not now, Buzz, come back later. So I said, OK. He was talking to Jim Nance, CBS News. So I turned around and went back to Berger and said, sir, he's not approachable right now. Um, uh, so. Uh, he doesn't want to take the phone call. So Berger gave it about 15 minutes and called me back. And and I, he goes, I need you to get to him. I need you to get to him. We've only got a couple minutes here under the cover yeah. of darkness. We've got a launch. So I, I, I approached Clinton again. And now Clinton's getting pissed at me. Not Berger, at me. He goes, no, damn it, I'm not going to do it right now. I want to watch golf. Tiger Woods is on the green putting. So he just wanted me to leave him alone. So I go back and tell Berger he doesn't want to talk to him. And now Berger's getting mad at me too. Yeah. So Berger calls about 10 minutes later and he goes, this is the, this is it. This is the last chance we have. We've got to launch our guys now, or there's going to be a bloodbath. So I approached, I said, sir, I'll give it one more shot. As I approached president Clinton and said, sir, uh, we, we have to have a decision. It doesn't have to be yes. Yes. No, something, right. Just give me something to tell the Pentagon and to tell Berger. And Clinton goes, no, I don't want to talk to him. I'll call him when I get back to the white house which was by far too late. So I told Berger that nothing ever happened, Chad, and the Kurds got massacred 
And it's all because President Clinton wanted to watch golf. And that was, you know, as a young major in the Air Force at the time, that was my first insight into the guy I was working for, number one, and the fact that he was not a commander in chief. He was derelict in his duties. He didn't give a crap about human beings and lives. He wanted to, he cares about Bill Clinton. And I'm sure the same thing is true today. And so that's kind of where I started thinking about this concept of dereliction of duty. And that's where the book came from years later when I retired. Wow. Buzz, what can I say? I love you, man. No homo. I just love you. <laughs> I, it's like I, uh, I value you, brother, and I appreciate your honesty and your poignancy. And I do encourage people to do two things. One, get the book, Dereliction of Duty. It's been out for a little while now, but get it. And, uh, and follow him on X at Buzz Patterson. <laughs> and you will not be disappointed. Uh, it is some of the best entertainment of my day just to watch you slap people around. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. You know what we got to do with these days, Chad? We got to get together yeah. for a cigar and a, and a scotch. I'll come to you. I hate to come to California, but I will. I'll come to you. Okay. Uh, we'll work it out. Let's we'll, do it. We'll, we'll find some place nice. There are nice places and good people in California. I know, some, I know some places you'll be very comfortable. Yeah. That's the damn problem with it. California touring around the country. I used to do 16, 17 shows a year there. They were my most supportive state in the entire country. Uh, and then COVID happened and all that. There's good people in California. Uh, There's some good conservatives them. out here. There's some good people. Yeah. It's not quite as good as Texas, but there's good people out here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's well, they're Californiaing Texas right now. So well, I know they are. Uh, it's crazy. All right, Buzz. Hey, man, we're going to do this again. I want to do it again and again and again. I appreciate you so much, brother. Thank you. Once again, condolences to your family, and uh, thanks for the time, brother. Absolutely, Chad. Anytime. Love you, brother. We'll talk soon. Love you, pal. Take care. Bye. Hey, guys, watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. You can find me out there. Live shows on the road this weekend. I will be in Coleman, Texas, and then we're going to be in Cushing, Oklahoma next weekend. Lots of dates being added. Watchchad.com has the information you need. Rating and review for the podcast. We appreciate it. Don't miss the audio podcast on Monday and Wednesday. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time. We love you. God bless you. Bye.